everybody. Thanks for checking out Bleach Mouth Postscript. My name is Larry. Uh, on this podcast, I generally have a guest each episode and we come armed with five pieces of music. It can be an LP, it can be an EP, it can be a song. It doesn't matter what it is as long as we're talking about music. Pretty simple format. Just conversations between me and some of my friends, old and new, about uh, things we really enjoy. Uh, I've covered other stuff in the past, movies, comic books, but, you know, generally it's about music. Uh, speaking of old and new, this is an episode with a really, really old friend, uh, Jen Kid. Uh, I met Jen sometime in the 90s, and uh, we reconnected in the early aughts. Um, she's worn a lot of hats, figuratively and literally. Uh, she was a booker at the Lime Spider. She was uh, a pretty well-regarded hairstylist and uh, parlayed that skill into... Um, uh, styling and wardrobe for theater and film, I believe, and uh, was most recently, up until recently, that is, the manager and booker at Musica and is now the executive director of uh, Nightlight Cinema. It's an independent cinema in downtown Akron. It's a really cool place, and they have a lot of cool uh, films that they show and uh, events, but and I've known her for a really long time, and she has pretty impeccable taste in music. Don't like everything she digs, but rest assured, um, it's it's generally quality stuff, whether it's in my lane or not. Anyway, I was finally able to uh, sit down with her and talk for a bit, um, and yeah, this is part one of a two-parter, and uh, once you finish up here, go listen to part two. It's up already, and uh, we'll see you then. Thanks for listening. Uh, no, it is now. It is now. <laughs> it is now. <laughs> I missed. I missed my window. Oh yeah, your window of me scooting my coffee table. Yeah, me pretending it was a fart, like a five-year-old. <laughs> I'm only twelve in my heart, so. I'm I'm over here. Uh, I'm over here cringing, slash seething, slash quickly within the next five seconds getting over this bullshit take Toby Vale just made online. <laughs> About what? Uh, she's, I mean, she's kind of not wrong, but she's going on about how, uh, I guess there's like a shoegaze revival that I'm unaware of because I'm unaware, I'm unaware of a lot of stuff Mm -hmm. and she doesn't understand why that's like a big thing. And people aren't, um, uh, taking a more aggressive tact or stance, at least in her mind against the fascists that are running the streets and like i get it she's not wrong but why are those two mutual wait so i don't first of all i don't know how they're mutually exclusive yeah i mean you you could be you could be in a shoegaze band and totally speaking to something right oh so people aren't using their their platform as speaking out against right that's kind of basically the take and like my my edge is like you know i i I like it when people use their platform to a certain extent you know Mm -hmm. i think it's appropriate um and if they choose not to that's appropriate too i mean because it's up to them but and i like bikini kill but the thing that turned me off to them for so many years in the 90s was this whole idea that they get to not them specifically, but people get certain people get to um, dictate what the discourse is 
And if you're not a part of, and and if you're not a part of that conversation, then you're an asshole or possibly a fascist. And I think that, I think that's horse shit, you know? So I also like growing up on punk and being, you know, I went to, (laughs) In 1995, I skipped junior prom and went to Midwest Girl Fest yeah. uh, in Chicago, the Riot Girl uh, Fest, and slept on the floor of an anarchist bookstore, which is not saying I'm cool because of that. I may actually have been <laughs> not. You may, have got a, you may have gotten a staph infection. <laughs> you know, anyways, uh, <laughs> but it was a lot of, you know, at the time it was great. And I still like, there's still like Huggy Bear and Bratmobile. Like, there's a lot of music from that that speaks to me. But what I don't, like and not just with with the riot girl stuff but with a lot of other like gatekeeping how you protest how you speak up how you use your platform like i want to listen to my bloody valentine and i don't want to hear kevin shields talk about fashion like it just isn't always yeah necessary there's other ways people can do it in their lives yeah and have an impact without maybe you know i mean I, and let's face it, you know, a lot of, a lot of what bands and people were doing, particularly in the nineties with regards mm-hmm. like punk rock band stuff was really, truly just performative. And it was all about absolutely this, I, this ivory tower mm-hmm. for lack of a better word, liberalism from a bunch of white kids that once they graduated college, they were going to start, you know, tech startups and basically become the fascists they were complaining about. So I kinda, I'm painting with real broad strokes, but I kind of don't give a shit about those people. <laughs> no, I was thinking about the nineties. I try not to think about it because it was a rough period of my life. <laughs> Giant for, for everybody <laughs> that we know. <laughs> and like, there were multiples you either got like really into nineties straight edge hardcore, or you got into like punk and shitty ska. Like yeah. there were like the two factions in the nineties of like <laughs> Northeast Ohio. And I, there was, there was also that weird, that weird, uh, that, that weird lean into like, if you were to sky, there's a good chance that you might accidentally, cause it's a slippery slope, unless you're in a like really good sky, but that 90s sky, it's a slippery slope, right? Into That's fucking what I was- Writing to swing music, which is fucking. Listen, 1997 was a weird time, and I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> but I was thinking I, about. I wasn't. Wave, I wasn't. I wasn't planning on it, but now that you brought it up, we might have to dig. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to talk about the 90s. It really was fair like, enough. <laughs> <laughs> but like first wave ska and you know the two tone bands. But I was thinking about like a lot of the 90s ska and just sort of like oh. And there's a meme now where somebody's saying like, there's a like, third wave ska is like what a kid hears when he gets an extra mozzarella stick. Like it was <laughs> kind of like this, like, <laughs> what it, what I can't it, disagree with that. Like, we're band practice one time back then. I remember I was talking about how much I actually, and I still do like specials a lot and specifically oh, yeah. so, selector. Mm-hmm. I, the first wave stuff like Prince Buster, I've only really oh, yeah. kind of come to that more recently through matt but mm-hmm. uh we we're band practice one time and joe goes it just all sounds like fucking circus music to me you know <laughs> i'm like okay yeah you're not wrong <laughs> well i was a bit of a clown in the 90s so that makes sense <laughs> i'm listening to you lately what's that what have you been listening to lately 
Uh, well, as per usual, a lot of Black Sabbath. I mean, mm-hmm. I, there's not a week that goes by that I'm not listening to at least one or two of the records. And well, and it's the holidays. It's really holidays. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's one of the top three. Particular, per, particularly, <laughs> I listen like as I'm preparing Thanksgiving. I'm listening to the cut rat salad quite a bit because I'm thinking, mm-hmm. okay, well, let's be creative for uh, the meal this year. any of the words yet are they any of the what (laughs) have you you played it around the girls are they into it music no black sabbath oh um no i mean i I listen to it around them but i don't really think they're they're not paying attention like maria is like she she sings a lot she likes walking around the house and singing Mm -hmm. and just stuff but i mean she really, for a while there, was really into uh, Billie Eilish, um, particularly that song Fantastic. "Bad," particularly that song "Bad Guy," which, you know, I, when I first heard it, I thought to myself, I'm "Like, well, this is interesting. Like, it's not mm-hmm. it doesn't speak to me in any way, shape, or form. I mean, it's not for me, which is perfectly. But maybe it is. Why well, isn't it? Um, because I don't like it. You know. Yeah. But but here's the thing. I don't, 
I don't hate it either. It's actually objectively good music. It's just not. Not for me. And that's why Gabe and I like there. We do not have the same taste in music. We actually have very, (laughs) but we, you know, and especially with like Liam growing up, like really learned to say like, oh, that's great. I see why people like it. It's just not for me. Like, but you can really respect something. I like Billie Eilish so much. And um, I just really like pop music. For me, I think she was super refreshing. I think she's super talented and, and she's interesting and I think she's a good role model for for girls. So I'm like for I'm sure. all for it. I'm all for it. It's just like, you know, but she she's not speaking to 
near 50 year old men. I mean, it's, no, I mean no. it, and that's fine. <laughs> that's fine. You know, I mean, um, it, and that, that's, that's the way I think that that's healthy. I think kids need to have their own music. Totally. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I definitely had my own music. I love what would be considered say my parents' music too, but I had my own thing for sure. Like, you know, um, my dad turned me on to blues. You know how much I love that. You know yeah, yeah. how much I love that. Yeah, absolutely. But my dad's not listening to Out Cold or Black Flag or he Slayer. Likes <laughs> yeah, he likes turnstile. <laughs> and a long discussion with Andrew about turnstile. Andrew, Wells. I like their new album very much. Um, I understand. I think there's like Liam's going to see them. I think they're. I do think it's one of those bands, like I'm 43, you know, and uh, mm-hmm. I think it's great that there are, are forms of, you know, I'm not a hardcore expert, like I am was around in the 90s and was at a lot of shows and, <clears throat> you know, but I think it's n- nice. I think it's nice. All right, Grandma. I think it's nice that it's evolving <laughs> in a way that is still around. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I th- it's weird because like the argument a lot of people our age have like their only argument seems to be like well it's not hardcore it's like well so what they're not gatekeepers and i don't think they say they're hard like they're not well even if they did even if they did my whole point my whole point is like well they can one they can self-identify however they want whether i think it's accurate or not is irrelevant it's their band their fans can look at it and view they can they can take it in however they want to take it it doesn't matter um so that that's that's an argument i hear a lot and it's not even like an argument for or against i think people think that that's an argument against them like well that's not a good argument because you're not really talking about the music but if you listen to it i mean they're taking they're taking later bad brains and mixing it with some other stuff that you know i don't i can't quite pick out all the time and it's it's interesting. I've listened to it a few times now. I don't like it, but. Oh, I totally can see why you don't like it. I but don't. that's okay. Yeah. I mean, but that's fine. You know, I mean. Um, it is. I was, uh, I did think it's interesting how is reading about a lot of their influences and how there's like a lot of see go, go kind of drumming mm-hmm. in there. I thought that was super interesting. And I like that younger people because i can say that now i like that they're mixing things yeah that haven't been done before you know like i just think like fuck it mix it all together like see what you get like why can't you play this with this like why is everybody gatekeeping what you can and can't do like that just that sucks like mix it all together you know see what you get
there are a couple things where I will draw a hard line on stuff, but that's certainly not one of them. I mean, I'm kind of the guy who likes the orthodoxies in mm-hmm. a lot of ways, because I think that there's a specific purpose for certain mm-hmm. things. And I also like, think that sometimes are you talking about like jazz blues, like more that style. Well, I'm speaking specifically to hardcore. Okay. But I'm also, but yeah, it could be blues. It mm-hmm. could be jazz. Although the truth is jazz is, um, jazz has a big umbrella. You know, when you think about Louis mm-hmm. Armstrong versus what was going on in the sixties, it's night and day. Right. And yeah, I you think can't Louis Armstrong and Alice Coltrane, like it's just right. not the same. No, yeah. no. Well, and I feel that like metal, has a huge umbrella people don't think Mm -hmm. people think of it as just this one monolith thing it's not whereas like hardcore to my mind to and the way i define it which is ultimately irrelevant not important is very narrow and -hmm. it was specific to that sound because of a b c and d Mm -hmm. and if you stray outside of that then it's not really hardcore that doesn't make it good or bad it just means it's not. Yeah. And, but so the argument against turnstile not being hardcore doesn't speak to whether the record's good or not. And that's what pisses me off. I'm like, well, you're not speaking whether the record's good or not. And even if I agree with somebody that I don't think it's hardcore, it doesn't matter. Is it a good record? Yes or no. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, I mean, if, if you're basing who you like music or not, whether it fits into a genre definition, then you that's, don't that's really, you don't really like music at all. that's it and I I don't I don't limit I don't know depending on what mood I'm in I'll play I mean I just listen to so many different things which sounds really vague but it's true you know oh I know Um, it's not vague though I mean it's yeah you know you've known me forever so you know what I'm yeah yeah lately I can't stop listening to idols they're an English band right yes and they are I think they've been around since like 2008, 2009, but they, over the past few years, their albums just keep getting better. Um, there was like joy of an active resistance, which was like very catchy and, um, you know, pretty somber. He was working through a lot of shit, but at the same time, there were like really weird, joyous, happy songs on it. And then Ultramano came out last year, but I went and saw them for the first time. I've missed them every time they played. And I went last month. I don't even have a concept of time anymore. I went to Columbus last month to go see them at, um, what's that, what's that venue that's like right across from Ohio state, like on high street, you know what I'm talking about? The Newport? Newport, Newport. Yeah. So they played okay. at the Newport and sold out and I was up in the balcony. I've never in my 20 whatever five years of going to shows 26 it's probably in my top three shows of all time I've never seen it it just there's this energy that they have that is I just can't believe how good they are live This is a sort of full of cat callers. This 
like I was I was watching from the balcony and all of a sudden like everybody split and just came back together and it I just wanted to cry like it felt like my heart burst open after like sitting at home for so long during COVID yeah. and not being at the show and then going to see one of the best shows I've ever seen they're just they're very they speak to a lot of people their new album's good as hell it's just so good is that and your, is that your current is that your current favorite or is that just kind of no currently without a doubt it's my favorite yeah I've actually and I think now that I'm thinking about it, I don't remember I, I well I couldn't tell you what they sound like but I'm pretty positive I've listened to part of Joy is an Act of Resistance yeah and I can't remember the context but I think I might have um because mm-hmm. I was just I just pulled up a pulled up some stuff on the google machine here and i'm like this sounds vaguely familiar to me so. yeah their ultramano their last one was super good um but there's just something about him joe talbot the singer who they're all like beasts at their instrument their drummer is crazy he's yeah. so good um but there's something about joe talbot as a frontman that like he's gotten sober recently and he just when he speaks and especially on this new album it's incredibly you know, I think growing up in the 90s and listening to like a lot of old punk and hearing these old, these British bands, right? Yeah. Be like, I mean, just so tough. And so all of these things. And it's so refreshing to hear a band like that be really vulnerable. Yeah. It's almost like the opposite of what I used to hear. And there's something about it that I love exists. Um, and that is just really beautiful in a way that people can shove each other around and jump up and down and I can sit on the balcony and watch because I'm 43 yeah. um and it 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 just was what my heart needed you know it reminds me of I just haven't been into a band in a long time like there's a lot of good music out there but I just haven't been like anything you wanted to take ownership of yeah and I really they reminded me a lot of what I used to love about music and almost like who you are when that makes you feel that way. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think that's why I get locked into so many bands I grew up with that were formative because I feel it's just in my nature that when I hear something new, no matter how good it is, I'm always comparing it to something that happened totally. before. And I get real like, and I'm like, well, you get defensive I, I, of the stuff that happened before. Like I already had that. So I can't have this. Well, not defensive, just so much as like, if it reminds me of the thing that I'm familiar with, then I want to hear the thing I'm familiar with because I have yeah. lived, because I've lived with it mm-hmm. and there's a history there, you know, it's my own history it has nothing to do with a history with that specific band, but I can not always think of specific events or times or feelings, but there's a vague notion of this has been with me for a while. I kind of don't need this which is kind of shitty, but you know, that that's what happens. I think that's an age thing too. I know a yeah. lot of people, I feel like I'm a young 43, like I'm, I'm a little more millennial, but um, I think there's a lot of people like, I'm going to say 45 and above who just, it's really common. Like it's yeah. super common. And you know? it, I, I've tried, I've tried to like break out of it. There's a lot of um, bands from overseas that have been really mm. uh, advocating for and interested in ironically enough they're hardcore bands but they're off the beaten path well (laughs) well i mean we're just talking about how like we have broad taste in music and yet Mm -hmm. these are the bands i'm championing right now like um from south korea there's a really great hardcore band called slant 
and they're just astonishingly good. And uh, Tok beer from Morocco is really, really good. And these are, I don't like pointing this out except for the fact that, and not that it necessarily is, there's a certain level of visibility that I think people need to be aware of as far as like female fronted bands. Yeah. And I hate, I hate using that because then it just seems like it's, it's a token thing and it's not really a token thing anymore, particularly, you know, in hardcore or punk circles, there are so many bands with um, women and, and non-gender specific folks as well out there that it seems almost kind of stupid to speak to it. But I, the only reason I ever speak to it is because I remember you know, even in the nineties, no matter how progressive we thought we were, there weren't, there was not a lot of representation on the stage at hardcore shows. So, I remember what was that group that used to play at the Y in the nineties? Was it ashes females? Yeah, there? they played there. Yeah. Ashes and junction was mm-hmm. another one.
most of the bands that I liked that that had um a strong female presence were like not they certainly didn't play the Y, but like nausea. Yeah, yeah. Who anybody's listening to this podcast is probably sick of hearing me talk about nausea because I fucking love that band. But they're it, not it, of it. Huh? What's that? <laughs> But it just seems like the, the the bands I've been into as far as newer music goes have been from overseas and, you know, happen to have uh, a strong female presence. Those are just those are just the people making the best music as far as hardcore goes right now. Uh, there's another band called Kiss, K-H-I-I-S, mm-hmm. and they have an LP and a seven inch that are pretty fucking amazing. They sing in Farsi. Oh, um, nice. So, I mean, there, there's... There is new music, but as much as I love those bands, sometimes I'll hear them and I'll listen to like a whole album. Like, okay, it's time to put on SSD control, you know, because <laughs> it's just, I, it just takes me back to that spot. sniffers am i saying you know what yeah i think i have because feeny is constantly playing them because and they're rad yeah and yeah that's totally it yeah a a lot of people been really talking about them
not related to Amol and the Sniffers, but if we're talking about newer bands, Chubby and the Gang is fucking awesome. So I don't know who they are, but I like the name. But what I do know is that Liam, there's some festival he wants to go to next year in Manchester, and that's on the lineup because there's like Turnstile, Tell Me the Body. There's all these bands playing um, yeah. next year, and that's one of the groups. So I don't really know them. They're um very you know people would just think they're like a punk band right but they're very rock and roll Mm -hmm. with an an oi influence Uh but equal parts radio birdman equal parts and the the but the vocals are total like knuckle dragging brutish stuff like not even trying to be rock and roll but the band is clearly rock and roll and they're just loud and raucous and um they're they're really good they're they're a lot of fun
What I wanted to ask you though, because you're just talking about going to that show, since you've left Musica and went uh-huh. on to the nightlight, yeah. Do you feel you're able to enjoy shows and music a little bit more since it's not your day to day? Okay. So because I know that could be kind of a yeah. grind, you know. Yeah, it totally changed things. So like when I was at the Lime Spider, um, I think I was young enough that I still enjoyed shows, even though it was like my job, because my job was more there during the day. Yeah. And at Musica, it just, what I enjoyed about doing shows was seeing other people experience something or have a feeling or just having an experience. Like that's what brought me a lot of great joy out of it. So I really... I left Musica, like the last show we had before COVID, because our last show was the Chris Butler Akron Music Awards. Mm-hmm. And it was um, Fancy Legs, Beyonders, and Funeral Proposals, who Funeral Proposals, I think, are probably one of the best Akron bands. They're fantastic. to cancel the following show like I had no idea right. um, but it just was this moment where there were like a bunch of 18 year olds bouncing around on the dance floor while they were playing like pogoing and I was down there and it just was really beautiful I'm like this is this is great like it just was what a show should have felt like and I knew like that wasn't me bouncing around but that was them and I was like that's what music is is like being young in that experience and and it just was such like a beautiful moment. And then yeah. there were more shows of Musica. That was it. I canceled the following weekend. So I was happy that that was the last one because it just, 
man. But um, gosh, what have I gone to see? So I went and saw Morning of Black Star, who I will say are probably my favorite Cleveland band of all time. You've been, really? and you should slap me on my wrist because you've told me several times that I need to listen to them and they I just haven't are, gotten around to it. They are extraordinary. And it, I went and saw them Sunday, Saturday night, uh, Julie and I, we went up and saw, it was morning of black star and cloud nothings, but it was so wonderful to hear them live again. Um, they just, holy shit. Yeah. I just, I can't describe them. They're so good and so talented and just wonderful people. Um, but the, the, just the, um, kind of their performance and their spirit and what it does for a show to me, that's like, 
I'm actually like watching them and I'm, I'm present. I'm there. I'm not like distracted. It's almost like you have like tunnel vision where you're just like, holy shit, you know, just experiencing that thing. And that is what like between idols and that I'm like, that's what I want from shows. Like I'm tired at night. I don't really like to go out. I don't drink. Um, So for me, I'm like, it has to be something I'm really excited about or something, you know, it's, it's tricky, but yeah, not being, not being there is not working as good. Yeah. I'm the same way. Like I'm exhausted constantly, you know? Mm -hmm. And so unless I'm involved directly, somehow it's rare that I'm going to go see a band unless it's something I really, 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 really want to go see because between, you know, teaching and kids in my household and playing records and doing this thing, I only go out when I play records and I don't drink anymore Mm -hmm. either. So I'm like, you know, I don't, there's just going out doesn't have the same allure and sitting, sitting through a lot of bands doesn't have the same allure either, unless it's something really special. Um, I went to one show since shows started back up and I just, um, boy, I did not have fun. It was pretty pretty miserable i won't go that's into it thing, right? well yeah. it's, it, it wasn't the performer's fault it wasn't the per, the person who promoted its fault it's just people just didn't know how to act and i was just not i think i can it. guess what show it was and it was and it was all people our age and i'm like what's i know exactly what, what, show the, it was. <laughs> what the fuck happened to you people it's like are, oh. did you guys really become this feral being stuck in your house i mean but i get it but i kind of don't All right, that's it. That's in a part one of my conversation with Jen Kidd. Part two is up now. Go check it out. Thanks.